This is Geoversy of Earth Intel's News Brief, a short look at breaking stories of interest on the climate front. It is a companion to our podcast. I'm Don Shelby, a career journalist, and here's the story. Despite the final outcome of the COVID relief bill's individual check sizes, attached to that measure signed by the president is the Omnibus Appropriations Bill, which assigns $35 billion in climate crisis fighting measures and renewable energy dollars. Those include extensions to the wind and solar industry of tax credits for two more years, which were scheduled to be eliminated. It also provides funds for climate-smart technology and enhanced battery storage research. But despite President Trump's rollbacks on climate regulations, he signed the bill which would drastically reduce the manufacture and use of hydrofluorocarbons, HFCs, used in refrigeration and cooling. While HFCs are relatively small as a percentage of greenhouse gases emitted, they are 1,000 times more potent in heat-trapping capacity as CO2. Estimates calculate that by reducing or eliminating HFCs from emissions, it would greatly lower predicted global warming by one degree Fahrenheit or half a degree Celsius. Joseph Robertson joins us now for an analysis. Joe, Citizens Climate Lobby, of which you're a key figure, lobbied hard for this. Thank you, Don. You know, uh, one of the great things about this increasing bipartisan activity around climate is that it's being driven in part by ordinary people, citizens, working together and talking to their elected officials and explaining why this is meaningful to them. We saw in June that after hundreds of citizens climate lobby, citizen volunteers met with their lawmakers remotely due to COVID, we saw a significant increase in bipartisan co-sponsorship of some key pieces of legislation that ended up in this omnibus spending bill. And I'd say that part of what's happening is there's an increasing recognition across the board that doing the right thing around climate and energy is in the national interest. Republican Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana co-authored the HFC provision. Now, Louisiana has hundreds of chemical plants. In fact, producers of HFCs lobbied hard for the bill. Now, these are the same companies that will make a profit from making the replacement refrigerants. Well, I think that's another example of constituents and lawmakers coming together to do the right thing. The specific reason that an industry wants to eliminate greenhouse gas emissions isn't necessarily as important as the fact that we are eliminating greenhouse gas emissions. That creates an opportunity for an economy that's going to be healthier and safer for the American people. And if you have industry and lawmakers coming together on that, what you get is the likelihood that future investment will go in the direction of technologies that don't require that kind of pollution. 16 Republican senators voted for the climate package. In fact, Republican Senator John Barrasso of Wyoming, who's also the head of the Environment Committee, and no friend of climate science, said that this climate bill was extremely important. Now, is that just politics or are Republicans coming around to climate science? If we can build on that, we can have one of the strongest, if not the strongest, national climate policy uh, in the world, and we can start leading again on climate. And I think when you look at where the incoming administration is trying to go, and you look at where the financial sector is trying to go, and you look at where technology is pulling us towards a different kind of energy system in the future, 
all these things start lining up so that it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense for everyone in Congress to come together and say, you know what, this is something we can do. This is a huge contribution. There's no good reason not to do it. And it gets us started. Everybody is happy, I think, starting with this kind of policy. But what it does is it gives us something to build on that's, that's a very solid foundation. This action and the bipartisanism and maybe the Biden climate plan, John Kerry becoming a cabinet-level minister for climate, does this signal the U.S. will once again take a global leadership role? If we're going to lead on climate, I think the question of whether the United States Congress is fully on board with specific implementation agreements for treaties that we have already signed on to. When the United States signs on to a treaty, it becomes constitutional law under Article 6 of the Constitution. So all that Congress is doing here by making this phase out of HFC's law is saying, we want to make sure we implement we want to make sure that we're part of the solution. And we also want to make sure that we are in a position to press other countries to work with us. If we don't do those things, then we're less in a position to do that. And we're more likely to stand alone. And no country is immune from the ravages of climate disruption. So again, we're starting to see a more practical approach where people are coming together and saying, we can do this. Here's a way to do this. Let's get started. Thank you, Joe. This has been a news brief from Geoversive's Earth Intelligence. There will be more as news breaks. Thank you very much for joining us.